Welcome to episode 26 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 26, the half year, mate. Woo! 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 The half year of Iron Man Talk with uh, Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Back in the studio. It's good to be back. We, oh. don't, we, we don't quite flow when we do it over the phone, no, do we? No, it didn't have the same ring to it, did it? Mm. Oh. But this week we're back. Oh, Better this, than ever. This week is an exciting week. It's a great way to top off the half year because this week we've got Emily. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked a bit about her over the last few weeks. And we've, the interview is quite long, actually. We took the sport to her for about 50 minutes, didn't we? Mm. So the rest of the show is pretty much just going to be the news. And that's pretty much it. And uh, so we don't want too many questions this week. We're going to sort of cover questions next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to see what's happening in the world. And then uh, we've already talked to him and she'll be up shortly. Yeah. But I thought I thought we would just quickly go over, uh, now that I'm back, back in the big smoke. Back in the big smoke. We'll have a look at our stats for, uh, for our big ride weekend, uh, which was last weekend. So, mm. just for those of you interested, because I have had a lot of people asking me about this um, since we got back, our day one, which was from, if you're looking at a map of New Zealand, Christchurch to Tekapo, was 246 kilometres. Not bad. Um, and we climbed 1,530 metres during the, during the ride. Average speed was 29.1 kilometres per hour. Uh, maximum speed was 58.7. Now... Just to give you Americans and people who have nice smooth roads um, an idea of average speeds in New Zealand, we are a lot slower over here because of our road conditions. Um, mm. I think at about five hours into the ride, we were averaging about 33, 34k an hour, <clears throat> and then we got hammered. Uh, and if you look, if uh, Bevan's probably going to put these up on the website. Yeah, I'll put them up as a PDF. Um, you'll be able to see sort of the, the, the amount of climbing we did. Um, over, basically, over the second half of each day was, was um, fairly full on. Um, so that was day one, 246Ks. I think what was my, my average heart rate was 122. To give you an idea on sort of what I sit at at Ironman, I'm generally sitting around 135, um, plus or minus sort of five beats. So so well below Ironman pace. We weren't really um, no, hammering it, it no. but um, heart rate was certainly up at some stages when we were going into the headwinds. And uh, so that was day one. And uh, if I get Bevan to roll on to day, day number two. Day number two. Now, so it started heart, pretty slow day two, didn't it? Started pretty slow. First first hour, we probably only covered about twenty <laughs> kilometres, um, and we had to deal with a lot of um, pretty full on headwinds yeah. on, on day two. So, so that affected our average speed, which is only twenty seven point nine. Um, but I think you know, I think with about five hours in, again, we were up around about thirty k an hour, but we got decimated in the last sort of yeah. two to three hours. We really got hammered by the winds and some very very tough climbs. Um, so average was 27.9, maximum was 58.9. We travelled 258.8 kilometres and the ascent we did was 1,845 metres. So it was a pretty solid day at the office. Now my heart rate wasn't, was uh, my heart rate monitor decided to pack up on me and I didn't really get my heart rate figures for that day, which was a bit of an arse really. Yeah. Um, but I think, Bevan, you were out there for about 12 and a half hours, weren't you? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it turned out because I thought I had my wheel had actually just bloody worn down, but actually they're saying it must have had like a piece of glass, yeah. And that, and, uh, uh, yeah. So, so we're out there. So, so ride time was nine hours nineteen and thirty six seconds for me. Um, you would have been the same. Yeah, just, ride time yeah. would have been the same. I just had a bit was, more waiting time. Yeah. 
so it was good and uh so that was our little stats there interesting i went and actually rode the uh, queenstown course as well and that was uh it's fair to say it's pretty undulating down there yeah pretty tough <laughs> but uh it's gonna be a good day at the office so that was that was just a bit of a wrap on our big ride yeah the big ride the big ride's done okay so we had some races over the weekend we found it hard to find the results for red man but we had the red man on and uh mm. So hopefully the people who raced in that, who are listening to the show, went really well. And uh, it, was a, it was a half and a full, so it's worth a mention, you know, mm. for you guys who did a full distance uh, Ironman race. Mm. And then we had the mm. new Forest Half Ironman. It's not an old forest, it's a new forest. It's a new forest, they just <laughs> put it up last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, in the UK, so I'm sure we had a few uh, Tri Talk listeners there. Hey, oh, crikey. Haywell Davis took it out from Aidan Thompson and Adam Miller in third place. Um Apparently the run was quite was a relatively slow day. Um, I, one of the guys I coached was, was out there racing. Finish times of four and a half hours. The guy won by ten minutes. That was pretty solid. Highwell Davis from Adam Thompson, ten minute victory. So that was pretty pretty convincing. On the female side of things, Fleur Bloor looks like she was the uh, first female in five hours fifteen. And second female was Helen, Helen Smith, Smith 30, yep. 39, from yep. Thames Turbo in London. That's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> in five hours. I'd love to live in a place named Turbo. Five hours <laughs> 20. And who was third? Scroll down. We just do a bit of scrolling here. There we oh, go. Wait, there back we go. Up, back there. Up, back up, there. Up. Mayor Louise Barry. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Rhina Davis. Rhina Davis. Davis. And 539. 5.39. I know it was a really good number of people racing there um, because the, the entries were full quite early on. So, um, well done to any Tri-Talk listeners out there who did that one. Obviously, race season in the UK at the moment because we also had the big triathlon. We mentioned this last week, didn't we? It's the not big, a small one. It's a big one. It's a biggie. <laughs> and that was the one up in Scotland, yep. um, which was apparently a pretty chilly swim, around about 13, 14 degrees. <sighs> <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> so a bit of a chilly one, um, but a really good victory there for Donald Patterson. Six hours, 57. He beat Elliot Chalfour. From Bath, 721. I actually know uh, met Elliot once or twice in the UK. So he's not a bad athlete. So pretty good victory there. It looks like... Um, Jeez, he dominated, didn't he? Put really dominated. On them. It looked like they came off the bike together, but he really, uh, or, or fairly close, but he really dealt to Elliot on the run. Um, and then uh, Paul Current was third. He was from Dundee's. He's a Scottish boy. I don't know where Fort William is. <laughs> And uh, he was 9.33. Now, we're not quite sure on the girls' side of things because it didn't, wasn't really classified very well. Well, there's um, one chip we can find. So, Sean Tuvey from Glasgow. Glasgow. She finished in 20th Glasgow. place. <laughs> um, mate, <laughs> fantastic. So, we're not quite sure if there was, was any females in front of her or not because um, it wasn't very well indicated. But 37 finishes, so it wasn't, I oh, know, 35 finishes. Ooh. So oh, Tony and Davey just didn't make the cut. Tony and Davey didn't make the cut. They retired. Time. Okay, so other news we got on this week. We um. Oh, hold on, we missed one other result. I just oh, thought I'd quickly mention um the latest round of the World Cup, another Ooh. short course race. So I know I keep dragging in the man, odd little the short show course down, race. Man. I'm disappointed, mate. But it's you uh know, it's two years out. Iron from Man the, talk, you know. know Iron Man. Could be a few prospective Iron Man in there, but uh two years out from the Olympics, and uh, they had the Beijing World Cup, and so that was pretty interesting watching. I had a good little view on the old internet at the weekend, and. Uh, so this is, of course, they're going to have at the Olympics. It's going to be very similar, but it's just phenomenal. Vanessa Fernandez won her 12th uh, cons Straight. consecutive yeah. uh, Ironman. Uh, see, now I'm even see? calling it an Ironman World Cup. So that was pretty awesome. And Fre Frederick Belurba took out the guys' race, which was pretty exciting. But uh, the Kiwis, we got uh, sixth in both the guys and the girls with Sam Warren and Bib Doherty. So okay. it was pretty solid. But yeah, that's enough of that short course stuff, I suppose, yeah. for now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's kind of a month out from Hawaii, and you know everyone's kind of getting all excited. And I imagine all the people who are 
Um, I know one of John's athletes did a half Ironman simulation. Old Gary Burgess did on the weekend, and uh, mm. and so it's all starting to happen. It's all getting we're getting very excited, aren't we? And uh, mm. on try X try this week dot com, they had their uh, their picks. And uh, if we can go to the link, where did I put the link? There we go. X try picks, and they've got their top five picks for the men and the chicks. Yeah, and. Uh, well, I'm happy with the top five picks, to be honest, because Cam Brown is number one. Yeah, so I think they've picked Cam. The, the guy who actually, uh, well, the guy who did run X-Try, I'm not, he's, he's actually got somebody else doing the editing now. Um, but he's based in New Zealand, so he picks Cam Brown every year. <laughs> he, he has said that. I've picked it since 2001, he says. But, but, still. Uh, but we're, we're going to go into our picks uh, a little bit later on. But uh, he's, they've picked Cam Brown first, Farisal Saltan second, uh, Chris McCormick third. Who else have they got below there, Bev? They go five okay, deep. See, I'm just... I'm trying to do the chick system. I'm trying to do things at once. Oh, uh, guys, we can't do Norman that. Norman Stradler. Norman Stradler in fourth, and Cam Woodoff in fifth. So that's not a bad pick, really. Um, but it, but it's uh, between those, really between those guys, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you, ne- you never know what happens. There are a few others that could be uh, could sort of get up amongst it. But I thought the the, gir- the girls' chicks was probably a bit more interesting the than the guys. Chicks. The girls' chicks. The girls' chicks. The girls' picks. They've gone for Michaela Jones. Yeah, I found this interesting, eh? And uh, Kate Major, and then only Natasha Badman only taking third. So... Joe Lorne, fourth, and who have they got fifth? Lisa Bentley, fifth. I don't, um, so that's pretty much the same top four they've got from last year, but just slightly different order. But uh, we'll wait till we do it. It really, is a, it really is a pity our sport doesn't have more of these races where the top guys are against each other. Like, yeah. Hawaii's got, like, when you look at this, and it's just like, this is going to be fantastic. You know, yeah. you've got all these top guns nailing it head to head. It just um, doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, it's a real test. And, you know, I just look at this now and I think, wow, look at all these names who are going to be racing against each other in this race. And it's going to be so fantastic. And it's really a pity we only get there once a year. Well, it's just a money thing. I mean, um, if they had a, a sponsor like Lifetime Fitness, you know, with the short course mm. race where they get 250000 bucks yeah. on the line or something, yeah. um, I can guarantee you that all these guys will be lining up yeah. and, and going I'd be there. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> taking them down. It's strange. Tom, Norman Sadler would end up getting a puncher with oh, him miraculously. <laughs> and uh, Chris McCormick, you know, he might get something spiked in his drink. Yeah, when they're passing me on the way back because I wouldn't be able to stay from the swim. But that's yeah. all right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's just it's awesome that we've got Hawaii. And uh, it's just a little bit disappointing when you look at this that we don't have more of these Classic yeah. events, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is a real downfall of the sport, I feel. Yeah. Um, another cool article we found this week is um, where was that one I put up there? Now, for those of you, those of you athletes actually doing Kona, um, TryMag.com had an article about um, Beyond Beyond oh. Fabrications. Yeah, they're offering a basically a pretty cool time trial bike, time trial bike, uh, carbon fiber. And they're saying the retail, you you only get the, basically the frame, the fork, and the seat post. Um, but it retails at three and a half thousand US, I imagine it is, yeah. and are selling it for Kona ready qualifiers for nine hundred US. So if you're looking for a new bike, I imagine you're probably not. But um, this is a good time to buy a bike, and maybe if you've got a friend who wants to buy a bike, or <laughs> yeah. uh, buy it, put it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a. It seems a pretty good offer. So um, yeah, Let's check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's uh, on triathletemag.com. Yeah, and we'll put a link on the show notes to that one for you guys. Mm. Uh, also the. Yeah, well, the, there's one other thing that I um, picked up on this week on X-Try, and it's Team Try Dubai Athletes Tell All in Kona Secret Cell Phone Diaries. Oh, so it's, I, it's I, like James Bond, mate. It does. So there's a, a number of guys there, and it sounds like they're going to be doing um, sort of text messages to people who, who, who want to get them. Um, I, I'm not a big text person. I can't stand doing it, but I know uh, 
there are a lot of people that love getting on their phones and texting away. Yeah. So it sounds like um, what what I'd imagine is going to happen is you'll sort of be getting like group emails, isn't group, it? Group emails from from some of the big stars, and they'll be sort of giving race tips and things like that. That's the way I sort of. You're right, mate. I've lost him. I've lost him. He's gone. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm just going to have a bit of a sneeze here in a minute. Um, so I'd imagine it's going to be a little texting service. Uh, you know, it's worth a crack. I, I, mean, I don't know if it's going to cost anything or not. They didn't really say. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe worth a crack. Get a few little tips from Brownie and Joe Lawn and Norman Stadler and and so on. And, uh, and yeah, when you're over in Hawaii. My daughter's waving because she's just taking off. See you, TJ. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so I guess it's in the show. Okay, yeah. um, what else do we have? We've, oh, we've got a couple of new things. Um, we've got a new sponsor for the 70.3 World Champs. Yeah, Morgan Stanley have come on board. So I'm sure they've got a few employees racing. <laughs> um, Morgan Stanley, they're either they're like a investment company or, or yeah, something like that. That's so, heard of them, but... so they're on board and uh, sponsoring 70.3. So let's hope that maybe that will mean there's going to be an increase in prize money. Well, probably not. Probably not. No, more profit. More Less profit. Prize <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's our, that's our weekly um, <laughs> slacking of Iron Man. Is that wrong? Is it wrong that we do that? Yeah. Um, and lastly, in the news, I was just up on um, NZ's um, Iron Man talk. I'm not Iron Man talk. I was on New Zealand Iron Man's website the other week and I just noticed that they have changed the way they're doing the Kona slots for the race and that mm. uh, previously when you entered the race you had to tick do I want to go to Hawaii and uh, then if you won your slot you then had to go confirm it the day after the race and you get it I've actually just changed that so now everyone is basically open for the Kona slot and after the race you just have to go and then say so mm. Mm. that makes sense to me yeah, yeah, you know, I mean uh, it's going to roll down anyway if you tick the box or not mm. so now so so that, that seems fine but if you are ever it's just a word of warning, especially for sort of newer people to Ironman. If you are sort of uh, considering going to Hawaii and you just sort of finish, you know, I don't know, maybe 20th or something like yeah. that in an age group, go to the roll-down procedure because you'll be surprised how sometimes how far things roll down, especially at races like New Zealand where you know, it's very, very expensive for us to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Sometimes the slots roll an awful long way down, especially in the female side of things. Yeah. Um, so if you are and some of the about, categories where they have a lot of slots, yeah, like the 30, 35, and 35 to 40, yeah. you have like 11, 12 slots, you can find it and go right down to like 20, 25. Yeah, so, so do turn up to that, that uh, roll-down procedure if you're even remotely thinking about it and if you've finished, you know, say in the top 25 or something. Mm. I don't know, I'm not quite sure what the procedure is with the races overseas in regards to picking the box beforehand, but yeah, I always think leave it open. You know, you can yeah. make that choice after the race, can't you? Exactly. Uh, so races coming up this week? We've got the Gold Coast Half Ironman over in Australia. It's a yeah. bit, bit thin. There's a few halves all around the world um, coming up. But uh, I thought this one will be a note because I know there's a few people over in um, Australia training. I know Cam Brown's over there training and Scott Molina's over there. Yeah, Scott's uh, talking to Scott the other day. He says going over. Doing that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cam turns up for that one. It's a really good shakedown for, um, for Kona, sort of three to four weeks out. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Aussies are always pretty good athletes, so uh, we'll look out for that one. And the tops are really cool. They're selling yeah. tops, and I know. <laughs> they're actually really cool. So. Yeah. But it's interesting that it's um, called the Gold Coast Half Ironman as opposed to the Gold Coast 70.3. So That's it's a obviously. Very good point um, there, John. It is a good point. That's why yeah. I made it. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know. You need um, a pay rise. I do. You go from nothing <laughs> to nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's interesting because, you know, why haven't they called it a 70.3? Well, let's, wait a second. Let's have a look here. Let's go to the website, Ironman website, and see if it's under the 70.3 category. Ooh. Oh, well. There is one coming up in Australia, which is a 70.3, but it's not this one. Well, how can they still have, wait a second, back it up, events, Australia, Australia, 
Australia. Australia. Shrimp on the barbie, Australia. Australia. See, that's in Port Macquarie. That's a completely different race. And wow. that's coming up on the 5th of November. So I guess that's why maybe called a half iron man. So, but it's interesting because they're using the logo. They're using the logo, so surely they must be affiliated with Iron Man or they're gonna get slapped with a big lawsuit. Yeah. Um so it'd be very interesting to see. Maybe Aussies could give us a bit of feedback on that, um, why it's not a seventy point three. Mm. Um and the other race that I found that's coming up is in Italy. Uh it looks like a fantastic race, uh, on an island just off the west coast of Italy. Got, I think they've got an Ironman distance and possibly a half Ironman distance as well. Um, but it looks very, very scenic and uh, nice time of the year to be racing down there. They've got all languages on there. They've got Italian, they've got English, they've we got like French, that. they've got German. So it looks like a really cool place to go. It's, um, do you know much about the course? It, it's on an island and uh, you kind of do a bit of a loop of the island. So it looks a bit like Lanzarote style racing um, where you're, you're on an island, you can get buffeted by the winds a bit. But it's called the Alberman. So uh, alberman.it is the website and uh, maybe worth looking out for, for maybe next year because you're probably not going to want to do it if you haven't trained at this stage. Um, Go there? Yeah, that's where Okay. So it's well worth a, well worth a look there. Oh. That's it. You don't want to go there? I don't, I don't want to oh, go okay. there. You don't want to go there. Bugger there. He doesn't want to yeah. go there. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty much our race for the week. So our discussion we had last week was, um, what was our discussion? It was on uh, the drafting, what the drafting penalty should be. Wait a second, I think my internet's gone down again. Oh, no. no. Bloody internet. I'm over it. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. I was wrong. Okay, so our discussion was, what was it again you do it while I'm finding everything? Uh, basic discussion was... What should the penalty be? What should the penalty be? So we had some interesting comments. Somebody said chop their balls off or chop their <laughs> fingers off. Which is, uh, Remember, it's a family show, guys. It is a family show. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's, a, there's a wide-ranging few comments there. Some people said... Tasers. They, tasers. <laughs> Other people said uh, they like the stop-go rule. Um, other people said, you know, two strikes out. So, you know, you get one warning and then if the second one, then you're disqualified. Other people said, you know, perhaps for the pros, they should be automatically out of the money um, if they get caught infringing saving once. Mm. Um, and if you scroll down a little bit there, uh, assistant. Oh, what's this about? <laughs> Pick it up. I don't um, get paid nothing as well. <laughs> um, oh, there's a new one on there. Yeah, no, that was interesting. That what this person was saying was that it should be kind of like... Um, the walking race, the walkers guys, and so instead of oh, having yeah. motorcyclists driving around all the time, you can have them on the side of the course, mm. and then they just pick out numbers. And it, when you get the transition, tricky one to police that because people yeah. are moving so fast. Um, that was from so Java. I mean, the, the current Java. rules are it, it varies quite a bit. You know, some races it is stop go, um, some races the four minute penalty box, some races you do the four minute penalties, uh, standing on the side of the road. What's your sort of thoughts? What do you think of a fair and equitable? Oh, way I think of doing it needs to be this? harsher. I think that if you're you're gonna get done. You get ten minutes, mm. you know, and it's really got to affect your race. You know, it's it's got to hurt your race because the thing is, by drafting, you're gaining an advantage. And four minutes, if you if you draft and you still get done, and you manage, let's say you draft 100 k of the ride, and you get done four minutes, you probably gain four minutes anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's an advantage to that. And I think that if you're going to draft, you and you get busted, you're gonna get busted bad. And I think it should mm. be at least ten minutes. And what do you think about getting a taser gun when you're actually out of the course? Yeah. <laughs> You've got the draft marshal out there. Yeah. Ten minutes of taser. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that idea. And then, you, then you're free to carry on with your race. Yeah, I, and I think I think it really needs to be harsh because I think at the moment the penalty, like for the top guys, it's four minutes is going to kill your race. Like Ken Brown when he was in Hawaii a couple of years ago, four minutes killed his race. So maybe for the top guys, who knows? 
Um, but the question is, is the, should the penalty be, you know, if you stuff up once, should it be the end of your race? You know, for competitiveness at least. Or should it just be a penalty where, it's a, you know, you've made a mistake, but you can still be in the race? And that's, you know, what we're trying to determine. And I think our sport is really meant to be non-drafting. Mm. So I feel that in that case, then it should be that, well, if you're a pro and you you, you get done drafting, your race is over pretty much, and mm. with your chance of being competitive. And even for an age grouper, I think that your chance of getting a slot should be lessened by quite a lot. And so 10 minutes seems a fairly decent penalty to me. And mm. and I think, you know, it comes down to implementing it really well. Mm. Um, One of the things that did also come out was this sort of name and shame um, idea. Yeah. Some races do that. I mean, my, my view is um, I quite, kind of quite like the way they do it at the moment uh, with some regards. So the way, way I'd like to see it is uh, f- uh, stop, go. So you basically get your numbers slashed uh, if you're on the course and you get a four-minute penalty at the end of the ride. Yep. You get a second penalty. I'd like to, you know, you get another slash through and then you get another six minutes. So then you'd have a 10-minute penalty at the end of the bike. And if you get a third one, then you get um, automatic disqualification. So it's kind of similar to what um, they've already got. And But I do also like the naming and shaming thing. So when the results come out, regardless if you've only had one penalty or you've had two, that that should be shown up on the results. Some results show this up. And if they did have a bit of a drafting board somewhere at the end of the race, you know, at the prize giving. So there is a bit of shaming in there. The problem I've got, though... Yeah, but that doesn't really matter, mate, because who knows who... You know, John Newsom is, unless you, unless you're us, of no, course. Of course but, you, but you know, unless you're a, a pro, or you know, who cares? Yeah, um, I think you know, in your own little group, you probably got your groups, yeah. and you probably do feel like a bit of a dick if you get done. Well, you'd hope so. There's an excuse. Oh, they didn't see. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's the problem that um, comes up. Is yes, I mean, if there was a, if it was clear and cut, you know, you're drafting, boom, you yep. get done. That's fine, but it is very much a. a yeah, you're just looking at it's, it going, it's an opinion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What I'd like to see is uh, some technology. You know, it's I'm sure it's out there. We're a bit like the police. You've got a laser gun and yep. you can point it at somebody. Point at the next Slash person. Slash taser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, the, if it is within say, yeah. seven meters, you get. <laughs> but um, I'm sure there's technology out there that can be pretty accurate in terms of judging people. Um, whether they are drafting or not, and that's I think somebody made the point is you know you can have an appeal after the race, but. I mean, how do you? Yeah, you know, well, I wasn't drafting. Yes, you were. I wasn't drafting. Yes, you were. The um, problem is that technology. Cost, like, it'd be pretty cool if you could have a, like a photo. It takes a photo, boom, shows the distance, you're done. Mm. You know, but that technology is. But I'm sure there must be something out there where you can have a little laser gun where you just go boom, boom, point it at two different things and go drafting. Yes, no. Yeah. Um, and carry on because it is it is a tricky. Um, to be honest, I'm a bit harsh on you because I kind of think that because you're saying the four meters, six minutes, four minutes, six minutes. I kind of think that if they really, if it was really that important, they need to be harsher. It's like if you want to stop people from doing bad things. Sometimes you just mm. have to make the penalty. Like I know if I'm going to get a ten-minute bloody drafting penalty, I'm going to think, shit, I really got to be really careful. Whereas mm. maybe when it's four minutes, oh, I still try to avoid it. But you know, you might take a bit more of a risk, and you know, so mm. yeah, it's a. That's our opinions. We're yeah. a little, little bit divided there. Yeah, but yeah, so it's good to you guys are putting some uh, some input in there on that in, in, on the. Uh, and uh, this week, this week, this week, we had an email actually regarding this one, didn't we? A couple of weeks ago. So this was in from a guy in Christchurch, actually, Glenn Russell, um, and he was sort of saying, um, you know, he's pretty new to the game, and uh, he is, he would be definitely in the Clydesdale division. We don't really have Clydesdale division. No, in it's New not in New Zealand. No, um, and we're so also fit and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was at a cafe yesterday, just getting a little muffin, and there was a group of girls there, just schoolgirls at a water polo tournament, all just ordering big bowls of fries, and it. Got on my nerves it's it's interesting bit. that we're kind of deviating here, but I went to an NXS concert last week, and uh, 
good concert. And uh, it was interesting just looking at population when you see a mass. And, and the population is bigger nowadays, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. And they, 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 aren't, they weren't huge. It wasn't a fat population. Yeah. It was just people were just a little bit bigger. It was interesting yeah. having that perspective. Yeah. But anyway, back to our discussion. Back to our discussion. Um, so, so Glenn sent this in and he was sort of saying, should there be a place for you Clyde know, Sales. Clydesdale and Athena? They have the female's version, which is Athena. And a uh, pretty hot topic, you know? Um, yeah. So we won't comment on it now. So that will be the question is... Do you think at uh, races, you know, whether it's an Ironman or a half Ironman or Olympic distance or whatever, there should be a Clydesdale division or an Athena division? And on top of that, look, what would there be a Clydesdale division where they could get slots? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that would really put to, Yeah. Whew, stirs up the porridge. Stirs up the porridge. Sweet. So that's a pretty much our discussion for a week and our news and that for our week. And, uh, yeah, okay. We've got a website of the week. Well, we should have one music section, shouldn't have, we? We've got to get some music in here. Okay. We haven't. Um, we didn't have music last week either. Didn't we? We got oh. emails. People were disappointed, oh. crying. My guy oh. took his life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Scott. <laughs> okay, right, we need to get. Let's put some music. Side of the week. Well, considering that was the medal ceremony version, you should say <laughs> the gold medal goes to website of the week. What is our website? Okay, so I had it up, didn't I? Um, oh, he's throwing things away now. Okay, yeah. What it is? It's called Bike Tech Review. Now, what Bike Tech Review is? It's a really cool website for checking out bike gear. And uh, I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, bike Tech Review. Here we go. Boom, boom. A few weeks ago, I was looking at power meters. I was thinking about maybe buying a power meter, and I was just checking out different types of power meters. And uh, I found a really good review. And what they do is they really compare different types of products against each other, and they give you what they feel are the advantages to each product in comparison to you know each other. And uh, this, it's a really good website, if you spend, you know, especially because we spend a lot of money on our bikes. It's probably the, the key money eater in our sport. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Yeah, it's just a really good way to actually go and see what you're going to get for your for your money for each product and to do a comparison and think, well, maybe I am actually better to use this product than another one. And they, they do a really thorough analysis of what they're actually looking at. So, for example, they're looking at the Zips 808s against the Specialized Tri-Spoke at the, on the front page at the moment. And uh, oh, they've got all the reviews. Oh, very cool. Mm, it's a really good website. So... If you're going to go to a big, good, like spend a lot of money on bike or gear, this is probably the place to go. So it's biketechreview.com, and that will be on our website, which is www.ironmantalk.com. So that is our website, website of, the of the week. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Oh, he's <laughs> going to double up here. Gonna, I am going to double up because last week we had that, who was that girl's website? That hot chick. Oh, catch him. I remember that pretty quickly, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> the hot chick. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, there was a discussion on the TriTalk forum, and, and I've got to mention some other forums sometimes because we're getting a bit too TriTalky, but um, there was a discussion on theirs a while back about some hot chick, but there was also something for the females on there as well. Ah. And so the guy sent me the link to that, and I'll send the link through to that discussion. You guys can check out those okay. hot people. guys. And, and I have to say, I was on the Runner's World forum, and they're giving me shit about talking about my stubble. And he's like, you shouldn't have done it, you idiot. So, <laughs> so yeah, with the love, you know. He's so, spending a lot of time on forums. Actually, I found a really good forum which um, for females, which yeah. I'll, well, I'll make it a week sort of week next week, sorry. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to triple it up. <laughs> okay, and the show's long enough already. Okay, so in the high-tech Iron Man Talk studios today, we've got Emily Miazga. She's a naturalized Kiwi. We're going to give you that. She's yep. a 
from from Canada, but lived in the States, but now resident in Christchurch. Um, and what we're going to talk today is really about um, Ironman nutrition. So I know a lot of you guys probably want to talk lots and lots about sort of general nutrition, and we could sit here for hours and hours, but we're going to sort of focus a bit more on, on race day nutrition and um, find out a bit more about Emily. So for those of you who haven't heard us the last few weeks talking about Emily, she's a current coast-to-coast champion here in Christchurch, woo! which is woo! Woo! <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> sort of the biggest biggest multi-sport race in New Zealand. It uh, goes from one side of the South Island to the other, and it's pretty similar to Ironman distance race. So Emily's also a qualified nutritionist, so she can give us sort of uh, textbook advice based on her own experience, and she's also the founder of Power Cookies, which are sensational cookies. Sensational. So if all you Kiwis, um, you can get it, get it in New Zealand, and uh, I guess overseas people can't really get access to them, but you never know. As of yet. As of, As yet. of yet. Maybe we can do some sort of exporting deal. Could be. So <laughs> powercookies.com is the website you want to go and look at, and that's got all the information about Em. And she also does quite a bit of power, uh, not power speaking, uh, I could probably power is power speaking, power speaking, power yeah. speaking <laughs> public speaking, and we're going to talk to talk a bit more about that. So um, what do you think of this amazing studio we've got here, Em? It's oh, pretty awesome. you guys, I'm absolutely blown away. You know, I was born before I came in here, and now that I've arrived, it's just completely overwhelming. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the height of studios, I tell you. <laughs> you know, you, you're one of very few that get to come in here. We've had Scott Molina, Karen Balance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an elite, elite type, I tell you. Oh, elite I feel few. special, guys. Thanks. Yeah. You've made it. <laughs> <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> so what we're just going to sort of ask a few things about is, is obviously Ironman nutrition. Um, and we sort of thought we'd just sort of start by, are there any sort of really common things that you see coming up with, um, you know, particularly you know, Ironman athletes and endurance athletes, because I'm sure you deal with plenty of multi-sporters mm-hmm. that, that, that come up time and time again, especially for, say, first-timers' mistakes you often see them make? Yep. Um, first-timers' mistakes, probably the biggest one is people are always looking for something that's going to give them that extra edge on race day. Yep. And the cardinal rule is to never try anything new on race day. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, the night before the race, they'll be talking to their buddy and they'll be like, oh, have you heard of this? you know, such and such yeah. superfood. Oh, you're not on it. <gasps> and then the mental games start to come out and you think, oh, oh, I'm missing that. And then the person will go ahead and use something new on race day. And usually it ends up backfiring because yeah. they're not used to it. Yeah. That's rule number one. We're not going to do a high five this no, week. No, we this could be number, base it around number, it. Number one <laughs> is, is don't try anything new on race day. Um, probably the other biggest thing I always get people asking, I mean, nutrition for Ironman is, is people just go crazy with it. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's a big part of the day and it's really important yeah. to get it right. But I think sometimes people tend to overcomplicate things a bit. Yeah. So what we thought we might just ask you a bit about is, is there any sort of formulas you mm-hmm. can use for sort of uh, calculating, you know, your carbohydrate intake or, or calorie intake or anything like that? Yep. Have you got anything that you yep. tend to use? Absolutely. Um, your body needs a certain amount of carbohydrate. And when you're exercising at various intensities, that is going to change, um, you know, depending on what kind of workout or what kind of race you're doing. So generally what we use is a guideline of 0.5 to 1 grams of carb per kilogram of body weight per hour. And we do it based on carbohydrates, not based on calories, because calories can come from fats and proteins and yep. carbohydrates. But when you're working at you know an aerobic level or you're at your anaerobic threshold, the primary fuel that your body's drawing on is carbohydrates. So that's sort of the priority that we look at in terms of nutrition. 
and you don't want to exceed one gram of carb per kilo per hour because your body can't absorb any more than that. And again, this is just sort of a formula, but you really have to practice it in training and, and also practicing it in racing. You know, as you race more and gain more experience, you learn what works and what doesn't because on race day, you're always throwing in additional elements in terms of you might be pushing at a more intense level for a longer period of time. And in training, you know, Steve Gurney, who's won the coast to coast nine times, I, I had a talk with him after this year's coast to coast and, and, um, and I had a few little issues here and there and, and, you know, cramping and this kind of stuff. And, and Steve said to me that, you know, he always has niggles and cramps and, you know, sometimes stomach problems. And he says it's because on race day, you can always train for the intensity. You can always train for the duration, but you can't train for both. So when you're racing, it is a bit of an unknown uh, quantity in that regard. Mm. And your nutrition is, is going to be sort of related quite closely to all that. And I think that's probably, um, you know, when you say eating more than one gram of carbohydrate per kg of body weight per hour, Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we see that all the time. People sort of midway through the bike, they start getting bloated and, yeah. and start feeling sick. And that's yeah. generally a case that their stomach sort of shut down. Yeah, st- yeah, stomach can shut down and that can have to do with your level of exertion. And if you do, if you put too much in your stomach um, at one time, basically you're introducing a really concentrated form of something. Maybe, you know, people will take gels, which are very concentrated mm. form. And they'll take it without water. Or I had um, a friend of mine back home in, in Oregon. I used to live in Eugene, Oregon when I was working as a dietitian. And lots of people from there would go up and do Ironman Canada. And this one guy who was a neurosurgeon, smart guy, but he would take <laughs> You would think same, same guy who drove his uh, roof rack into the garage. I think not once or twice, but three times. <laughs> Brain surgery. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> in his Ironman, he... Um, he had the, this hammer gel and he'd buy it in like a kg pack of it, like a bulk pack. Yep. And he was just downing this stuff on the bike and completely just almost exploded his really? stomach. Yeah, he was absolutely munted for the rest of the race and just had severe stomach cramping. So in regards to that, like for example, my last race, I did actually have the really bad cramping towards the end of the cycle. I was able to kind of overcome yeah. it. Stomach cramping? or Oh, just sick of, sick of sweet sick, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you recommend for variety of foods in yeah. regards to that? Yeah, with variety of foods, that's where it comes down to your own personal preference. And what I really recommend is for people to use a different um, sort of different types of foods during the training so that you've got sort of options to draw upon when it comes to racing. Because another um, really common thing that we that we see is people will complain about, you know, all the sweet stuff and a lot of the sports mm. foods and gels and drinks that you use that are available commercially, they're all sweet. Mm. And so I personally will have um, uh, Vegemite and cheese sandwiches and sometimes I'll use those. Can you get Vegemite in the States or is that just a Kiwi thing? I think you can get Vegemite in the States. Yeah, yeah I think you can. But Marmite in the New Zealand thing. Marmite's the New Zealand one, yeah. You have to be very careful there. Yeah, okay. Yes, absolutely. But I I think you can get it over there, although a lot of Americans and Canadians probably aren't too keen on it. But there are other options there, like even hummus. I've used um, hummus and and cheese sandwiches um, in between training sessions if I've had a really long day. And it's just because you, it's nice to have something a bit salty in there yeah, as well. And yeah. and sometimes having a bit of protein and fat into the equation just gives you that extra satiety, mm-hmm. meaning it gives you that feeling of satisfaction. And, you know, we had one guy who said that he uses Snickers bars and swears by them and loves them and they work yeah. really well for him. And, and, you know, if he can get them down and they work for him, then, then, that's, then that's great. As long as the carbohydrate that's in the Snickers bars is meeting his, his requirement. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
do um do you recommend that on race day as well to, so, to yeah. use a variety yeah, of yeah, foods like, on race like, day like a sandwich on race day absolutely why yeah. not yep, yep. And, and you can have it there i know with iron man you have your little food bags and yep. and, and you can have a bento box or whatever yep. and, and put different types of foods and yeah there's absolutely no reason you know in this year in coast to coast i used uh m's power cookies yeah baby um but i used uh little gummy snakes like jube jubes i used um ginger nuts i used steamed potatoes that yeah. I just had with the skins on, had them in my back pocket during yeah. one of the bike sec- sessions. Um, my sports drink, I use Horley's Replace sports drink. I use Coca-Cola. Um, not this year, but in the past, I've used Vegemite and cheese sandwiches, and I've also had um, chips or crisps on hand as well. Yeah. Just in transition, just grab some. Mm. Get it in, yeah. yeah. I think the th- big, big <clears throat> thing that Em sort of mentioned to me before is, again, you've got to try all this thing in, in training. Yeah. And you've got to try it in quite intense training sessions. You know, if you're just sort of going out for an easy long ride, it's not you're not really simulating those race conditions. So mm-hmm. what I'd be suggesting is you, you probably try uh, either doing it at a half Ironman or a half Ironman simulation. So you are working at a reasonably good level of intensity. And that's where you want to be trying all these things, you know, like sandwiches and maybe chips. And I know from my personal experience, I sometimes uh, really struggle with dry things. You know, I've mm-hmm. tried using... Um, chips and things like that because I absolutely love having them in training. <laughs> he does love his chips. <laughs> Whenever like we're out riding, we stop at the shop and get some chips to tell you. Devin knows there's danger signs coming if John goes for the Coke <laughs> and, the and, chips. and the chips. Danger <laughs> sign. <laughs> Tempo's upping. Um, but I, I love having them in training and they do give me a really good boost in training, but I, they're just simply too dry for me when I race. So yep. really important that you try these things out and um, just because you like them in your longer training sessions, it mm. may be that you struggle to get them down in races. Yeah. So that's just a little bit on um, you know the eating side of things, but obviously um, hydrating is really important, and that can be obviously another source for your carbohydrates through <coughs> the energy drinks. Um, any, do you have any sort of formulas to work off? What sort of rough guidelines yep. for how much you should be drinking? Yep, the pretty much generally accepted formula is two hundred and two hundred and fifty mils of fluid every fifteen minutes. So that's a liter an hour. Yeah, yeah. Now that's just to make up for your sweat losses, and it's going to be less or more depending on the conditions, depending on the intensity and the duration of of your um, of your event or of your training. So um, yeah, but a liter an hour is pretty much what we're looking at. And people talk about it in terms of, oh, I've got to do this to stay hydrated. Yeah. It's not about staying hydrated. It's about preventing dehydration because you're inevitably going to end up dehydrated. It's impossible to stay hydrated. Yep. So um, yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at here. And um, so you're just prolonging the process, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What about before the race? What about just before you mm. jump in the water to start your swim? Yeah. Is it a good idea to yeah. have a big drink then? Or Actually, I've recently learned that it's not good to do that because what happens is your diuretic effect kicks in and oftentimes you'll just end up peeing it out. The most important thing to hyperhydrate um, before an event, so this is meaning you're going into the event appropriately yeah. hydrated. It doesn't happen the, the day before or the night before. It happens in the week or the days oh, preceding. Really? So just... And so this is why hydration is really important all the time, not just before and in fact it can be detrimental to have a bolus of, of fluid right before the event so, so what kind of recommendations are you looking for that week leading up like how often should you be drinking mm. or 
Um, you know, our sort of recommended dietetic approach is six to eight glasses of water a okay, day. So, yeah. yeah, but you know, you can pretty much drink as, as much as you can really. Yeah. But what we recommend is drinking with um, using um, what's called a hyperhydrating aid agent, which is sodium. Sodium is the primary uh, mineral that's lost through sweat. And that's the primary mineral that's also responsible for holding the water in your body and to help shut down that diuretic response so that you, you will actually retain that fluid and yep. not pee it out. Yep. So what we recommend for that is about 400 milligrams of sodium per liter. That's sort of a minimum guideline. And what you're looking at to, to obtain that is about a quarter teaspoon of salt per liter of solution. And you know, I, um, you, we get a lot of questions regarding the sports drinks because a lot of them are quite expensive and mm. most of them are prepared with that appropriate amount of sodium and it's pretty easy to check your label to look at the sodium content per serving and then just make sure you extrapolate that out to, you make sure that it, it's got at least 400 milligrams per liter. Yep. But what you can do is just use um, like some of those little drink mixes. Yep. Like here in New Zealand, we've got Vitafresh or Raro or those kinds of mm. things. And you can mix those up according to their instructions. And you don't want to go much more concentrated than about 6% solution, but then just add a quarter teaspoon. And that's in terms of carbohydrate. Yep. And then you add a quarter teaspoon of, of sodium to that's make cheap. sure that the, the salt's in there. And that's a nice cheap way to get to, yeah, to make a yeah. completely appropriate sports drink. Yeah. Mm. Um, obviously for Hawaii and things like that, people need to significantly increase their, yep. their hydration. Um, yeah. Are there, are, there, are there any formulas for sort of temperature and sort of if, if, you, if you're yep. going to do a really hot race versus, yep. say, just a, yep. a standard, say, Kiwi race? Yeah, you're definitely going to need to have um, more fluid on board because you're looking at the heat aspect, the humidity aspect and that kind of thing. One thing that I will um, touch on is when people get really hot and they'll sometimes cool themselves by putting... Um, you know, yep. ice, ice things on the head or, or that, that I kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that actually, it, it actually doesn't work. And that can actually be oh, more really? detrimental. Yes, because you're not, you're not significant. You're not lowering your core body temperature. So it comes down to the thermoregulation of lowering your core body temperature. And the best way to do that is to sweat and then to make sure that the sweat is coming off either by dripping or by wiping with a towel. Oh, really? And that using ice and those kinds of cooling methods can actually be bad because it gives you that sensation that you're being cooled, but you're mm. actually not. And then so it's it's um, going into the event hydrated. If you're traveling from overseas to Hawaii, which most people will be, yeah. jet lag is more a function of dehydration than actually going through the time zones. And so getting on top of your hydration before you even get on the flight is really important. And also, too, you have to remember when you're flying to these kinds of races that when you're at altitude, they keep the cabin pressure at um, it's an equivalent altitude of around 2000 meters, which is a pretty decent mm. level of altitude. That's about 6000 feet. And so what we recommend doing there is, you know, not drinking, you know, the alcohol and that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get all boozed up on the flight. Yeah. yeah, no, no, me either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, maybe using uh, an electrolyte drink while you're on the flight. Okay. Yep, absolutely. And then when you get off the flight to make sure that you're having something um, to drink after, again, making sure that you're getting in your sodium and, and eating a lot of salty food. The problem is now you can't even bloody take a drink bottle on the plane, yeah. can you? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know yeah. if they've slackened up on that yeah. in the last few weeks. Yeah, tourists think, with a drink bottle. No, I think they've gotten worse with that, actually. So what you can do is maybe take a little sachet yeah, with you. Yeah. 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 Get like one, you know, you can get most sports drinks in various forms, whether it's liquid powder or the powder in a sachet that's sealed. And I don't see why that wouldn't be a problem to take on the flight and just mix it up with some water. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And it, with the sodium thing, I get a lot of questions about taking sodium tablets mm -hmm. and um, people will be like, oh, you know, I'm cramping or I need more sodium and they'll pop a sodium tablet. What you're doing there, again, like the gels, is you're introducing a really concentrated, um, you know, form of the sodium, which is just going to basically pull water into the gut and to, to make up for that balance. Oh, yeah, and it, it can cause some, some serious gastrointestinal problems. So again, getting that sodium in the solution, in the hydrating cool. beverage is the, the, the secret there. You don't wanna be taking sodium tablets. Mm. And, and with gels, you know, gels are fine, they're great, they work really well, but just make sure you're taking them at least with a cup of water, mm. yeah. It must, I mean, I've, I've got a few people I coach that have had issue, fairly big issues with um, cramping and most of the time we'll be able to resolve it and it hasn't really been a, a sodium issue which i think mm. a lot of people jump to they think automatically yeah. i'm cramping yeah it's got to be sodium yeah. and, and it's often um you know something completely different i often get yeah. them doing some plyometric exercises stretching yeah. things like that and that seems to yeah. fix it rather than the old sodium fix sometimes so. it's just fitness isn't it yeah it is. people yeah. push themselves a bit harder in racing yeah. that they're not yeah. used to and they go oh i'm cramping yeah. and, you know. <laughs> and it's a long day at the office isn't it you know it's <laughs> yeah. not often you do like 10 and, 12 hours oh yeah we've all been there done that yeah it's, mm. yeah well what's your sort of um opinion on uh especially for for, for ironman racing and, and ultra endurance racing on on any other sort of supplements you know things like um electrolyte tablets you, you briefly mm -hmm. touched on sodium yep. caffeine magnesium that you know mm. I'm an athlete, so yeah. <laughs> we love our supplements. Bring on the supplements. Yeah. Supplements are all good. Um, what you have to remember with supplements is that they are simply the icing on the cake. You have to have your food right, your foundation of healthy eating, your sports foods, meaning the foods that you're taking on during training, your hydration, your recovery. All that stuff is the most important aspect. And then if you want to use a supplement like caffeine or that kind of thing on top of it, um, it's only the icing on the cake and it's not going to work unless um, you have everything else right. Caffeine's quite a good thing. Um, I used Coca-Cola in the, mm. uh, in the um, coast to coast this year. And the great thing about the Coke is that it gave me that nice little boost of sugar, um, which, you know, and it yep. tasted good and I love Coke. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but also the caffeine probably would have kicked in later on because, you know, a couple, about another two hours or so into the race, um, the coast to coast finishes with a 70K uh, time trial on the bike. Yep. And um, the caffeine would have kicked in later on to help, you know, bring, um, home. Yeah. bring me home in terms of the fatty acid uh, metabolism. Yep. It helps to um, increase your your uh, um, mobilization of your free fatty acids. And so you can draw on those for fuel. And so that's what you have to remember is with these Ironman uh, distance events that you're you're going to be drawing on your fat stores. And so caffeine can actually be quite a quite a beneficial one. Um, I know it one one Ironman. I can't remember which one it was, but it was Ironman UK where they decided to, to swap. Um, I think it was the sponsors saw some people drinking Diet Coke or something. Yeah. And they thought, oh, the athletes like Diet Coke. And so they, they changed to Diet Coke and put that on the race course. No, I think there was a yeah, stuff up. We've, yeah, heard, we've we, heard about that. It was, it was yeah, a mistake. A big, no, it was, exactly. It was a yeah. big mistake. No, but I don't and think they knew they were being to put oh, Diet Coke. Yeah, I think oh, really? A, they delivered the wrong product. <gasps> yeah, and they just, an email about it. And yeah. they went yeah. with it. Ooh, yeah. all those yeah. athletes would have been, yeah. yeah, that would have been bad. Angry. Very, very bad. <laughs> they were, we heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you tried caffeine tablets? Um, I personally haven't, but I, I think that they would be fine to use as well. Yep. Um, Johnny has a good story about that, but we'll leave oh. that. We'll leave Johnny, that from here. what have you been into? <laughs> just, didn't, didn't, didn't have a fond, didn't have fond experiences with the old caffeine tablets. But they don't need oh. to know about that. <laughs> Forced few days training off after that. <laughs> didn't sleep for a week. You bleed in areas you don't want to bleed. Oh. <laughs> oh.
I'm <laughs> um, just going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, talk about numbers and one gram of carbohydrate per kg per but hour. What does that so, mean? What does that really what does it mean? mean? How do you get it in the food? <laughs> so we're going to look at, at how to sort of read your labels on your bars and your gels or your Snickers bar or, or whatever you choose to take in. Obviously, bananas probably you, don't have labels. Maybe you can potatoes. tell us. I can tell you. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so when you look at a label, you know, um, what are you sort of looking for? So it's from, firstly, probably from your drinks. What yeah. are you sort of looking for? Okay. What you're going to look at is what their sort of prescription is for what a serving is. Most of them will say a serving is 250 mils. And so you look at the per serve, um, total sort of carbohydrate per serve and the total sodium per serve. So for example, um, if it says that, you know, one scoop of the product makes one cup of whatever, then that has 14 grams of carbohydrate. So you know that that has 14 grams of carbohydrate and let's say it has 100 milligrams of sodium. So then you would you would extrapolate that out to one liter. There's four cups to one liter. So then you would know that one liter mixed according to their specifications, which I do recommend. Um, <laughs> don't be diluting it too much or anything because then you lose that sodium benefit. You'll know that you'll get 400 milligrams of sodium per um, liter. And then you'd get, let's say it was 15 milligram or 15 grams of carbohydrate. That would give you 60 grams of carbohydrate yep. per liter. So with, with using a good sports drink like that, you'll be getting um, the carbohydrate benefit and the hydration benefit in one. So you can use that as part of your, your carbohydrate. So for example, someone like me, I race at about 60 kilos. Technically, I can get away with just using my sports drink as my hydration and my fuel. Yep. But after a while, you get kind of sick of that. And so that's where you want to mix it up and have food. And also, too, maybe if the conditions dictate, you might not need um, quite that much um, carbohydrate. And there's a lot on, on the sports tables. There's obviously lots of other things listed on there. Yep. Are, are any of those any other items on there of, of much importance that you should be looking for? Um, not really, actually, uh, you know, with sports drinks, they'll have things like calcium and magnesium and yeah. potassium and all, all this good stuff added. And to be honest, that's a bunch of marketing hype. Mm -hmm. And, um, the main, uh, uh mineral that you want to be looking at is the sodium. The other yeah. stuff that's in there, it's not going to hurt and that's fine. And if you want to pay for that, that's great. Go for it if it works for you. But the, the most important thing to look at is the sodium because that's the mineral that's lost in sweat. And that's the primary mineral that's responsible for your electrolyte balance and for water retention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One tip for you guys, anybody going to Kona, make sure you try this Gatorade Endurance as soon as you get over there. I mean, for, for Americans, I'm sure you've got it available in, in your, your stores over there. But I know for, for the Kiwis going over there, when we try the Gatorade Endurance, the different yeah. formula, it's, it's not the mm. greatest, not the greatest flavor. So. <laughs> it really does. You, you've really got to get a bit of a, bit of a plan for that because um, that's what they hand out on the course. <clears throat> and the other thing that really sucks in Kona is they hand it out in the Gatorade bottles. Yeah. And they just suck those bottles. They rattle around the bottle cages. <laughs> so. Oh, no. So we're not getting sponsored by Gatorade, yeah, No. Pro for all the way. all the way. And then the other thing, John, that you asked about how to interpret the amount of carbohydrate that you're getting. Now, if you want to use something like, you know, potatoes or bananas or, or fruit, basically any serving of fruit, a moderate-sized piece of fruit, so like a normal-sized yeah. banana, not a big banana, yeah. um, <laughs> a normal one <laughs> is about 20 grams of carbohydrate. So... 20 grams of carb will pretty much be any sort of size of fruit. A potato, a, like a, a potato the size of a large egg will give you about 20 grams of carbohydrate. Um, most of your gels, I know like um, here in New Zealand, we have lepin, which has 25 grams of carbohydrate per, per sachet, per gel. Yeah. Um, I think hammer gel and, and uh, those other types 
are fairly what was similar. Again? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bloody kit. It's a haunted office. <laughs> Devin's haunted office. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, what you want to look at for the grams of carbohydrate again to get that you know one gram of carb per kilo per hour correct. Yep. So remember, if you're 60 kilos and you're going to go for the 60 grams per hour, which you don't want to go any more than that. Um, you want to you want to sort of add up what you're going to be taking. So if you have a sandwich, okay, one piece of bread will say on the label um, the total grams per per piece of bread, which yep. is usually around 15 to 20 grams of carbohydrate. So let's say you've got a 20 gram piece of bread and you have a sandwich. Well, two pieces of bread is going to give you 40 grams of carbohydrate. Yep. And and then if you had a gel with that at some other stage in the hour, then that will get you up to you know sixty or so grams of carbs. So let's say your drink's giving you like for you, you're saying mm. your drink is actually anyway. So yeah. if you want to eat, do you just have water at that stage? Or? Yeah, you could just have water at that stage. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to use the sports drink all the time. And then, what about the sodium then? But so, then yeah, you do get yeah. sodium from your foods as well. Okay. So yep, if you look for example, like a piece of bread will give you around hundred milligrams of sodium yep. or something like that. Yep. Yeah. So it's a real balancing act. And yeah. again, it just, you have to like knowing sort of what the recommendations are and then working it out in training is really important. And, you know, I, I can't suggest enough to go see a dietitian or a sports nutritionist to help you work this out if you're having trouble. Um, but all the information is there on the food labels. And so really what it comes down to is making sure that you're covering your bases in terms of what we've recommended and then picking the foods that work for you and practicing with them in training and, and getting it figured out that way. Get it dialed so on race day, there's no doubt, there's no hesitation about what you need and what your body is going to tolerate. I've just got one quick question. Let's say race day, it is going to, you know, it's going to shit. You know, the plan is mm -hmm. not working. Mm -hmm. Your stomachs are, you know, what's the strategy to get around that? Because that happens a lot, I imagine, yeah. you know, for us, I mean, athletes, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. the first thing is not to panic. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've been there before and, and, you know, you're just kind of like, what's going on? You know, I had this so planned out perfectly. And, yeah. and so what you want to do is maybe just take smaller amounts of, of the food that you're going to take. Like just um, oftentimes people will start to feel really sick and they won't eat anything at all simply because they feel sick. Yeah. And so you just want to, you want to back it off a wee bit, but you still want to keep something going through. So maybe just put yourself on a regimen and say, okay, I feel really crap, but okay, every 15 minutes, I'm going to have, you know, a quarter of my sandwich yeah. or I'm going to have three sips of energy drink or just kind of keep, you know, just back something. it off something, get something in there, be patient and, and it'll come right. Because mm. that's actually this year in coast to coast, I had some stomach problems myself and, and that's exactly what I did. I, I didn't panic and I just kind of stuck with my plan and you know didn't worry about it too much and by the end of the race by the last three hours of the race i came on and hammered it was good yeah hammer so, time yeah whoa, you, so whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but you can recover from that kind of stuff cool. yeah for me personally when i've been in that situation just drinking water for a while has helped to settle that yeah i still keep um, a bit of nutrition going in but I, mm. I tend to stop the energy drinks and stop anything too sugary so yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. go to say yeah. bananas and water so i'm still getting some um yeah. some carbs in but yeah. i just find it's often yeah. the sugar flavor that i get yeah. sick of yeah you do and then again that's where choosing a variety of foods and so yeah. you're not getting sick of one thing because that can oh just that's something real as well like, like, an, like an orange yeah just, or yeah. a snickers bar yeah, just yeah. Something, something real. oh yeah something that sounds good if you're craving something it's like oh that just sounds so good <laughs> and then to eat it you know like even if it's a piece of pizza and you say oh well, i've never tried that on race day but if you're at that point where you're in kind of emergency mode yeah. and you're craving something you know you might want to just listen to your Try craving anything. and do it mm. uh, yeah mm. um one other thing you just mentioned before when we were, we were off air 
yeah. in one of our commercial breaks. Yeah. Um, but again, <laughs> well, it's commercials first. Yeah. Ems Power Cookies rock. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> That's a point. Actually, we could have an Ems Power Cookie ad later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, we could. Um, hyponutremia. So it's obviously, mm. you know, you've got to be mindful that, yeah, yeah, you want to be getting in plenty of fluids. Yeah. John, what is hyponatremia? That's a very big... Back it up, back it up. very big hyponatremia? Okay, you tell us then. Okay, what is hyponatremia? It's basically too much fluid or not enough sodium in your blood. So what can happen there is um, basically this happens when you are just taking on too much fluid and not enough sodium and you're not actually retaining the fluid yeah. and you end up just becoming bloated. Um, and usually some signs of hyponatremia are you'll you'll notice some puffiness especially around your hands and your your feet and your legs um you'll start to feel really lethargic you might get a bit of blurry vision a bit of a headache that kind of stuff because the fluid is just sort of not going where it needs yeah. to be and it's yeah you're you're not is, is it obvious it. because you know some of the symptoms can be just symptoms of racing so yeah. is it like is it obvious you're getting well, I don't know of anything else that really causes that kind of puffiness. Okay. Mm, I yep. think the puffiness is probably okay. real. Yep. Yeah, and it can actually end up being quite a serious condition if you don't take mm. care of it immediately. And um, ironically, um, a professor at Otago was telling us a, a story about her experience in Kona one year. She was doing Ironman. And um, she's a professor, Stacy Sims, who... Um, Hopefully she appreciates me telling her story. <laughs> Sorry, Stacy. <laughs> She's an American. She'll be all right with it. Yeah. But anyway, she was telling us about how she was in Kona racing and um, uh, on the bike section, it was so windy that she wasn't able to really get in any, she wasn't able to eat or get in her normal stuff, but she was able to drink plenty of water or something like that. And she was noticing that she was feeling kind of funny and she started to get really puffy and she started to recognize the signs that she was in fact becoming hyponatremic and so what she did is she was able I don't know if it was at the transition going to the run or something she got um in her emergency pack she had some gastrolite which you can get from pharmacies gastrolite or ural and it's um it's sort of a more clinical product I've never personally used it myself but it's like a um, you know, a pharmaceutical uh, electrolyte drink that you can take in and it's got sort of the right combination of, mm -hmm. of um, sodium and fluid and that kind of stuff. And she, she took some of that and it kind of set her on the right track and she was sweet. Well, but mm -hmm. it was because she just physically wasn't able to get it in because it was mm -hmm. blowing that much and, mm -hmm. you know, she yeah. just wasn't able to, to stick with her normal plan. So, well, mm -hmm. But I guess the secret is not just to just drink water, isn't it? It's to make sure right. you're getting those energy drinks in. Yeah, yeah. the energy drinks or the sodium mm -hmm. from your food. Yeah. And and you can, like, eating something really salty with water is a, is a good way to hyperhydrate. And, and, you know, this is sort of talking about before or after an event, but getting the sodium in the actual drink is probably the best way because it's, with, it's, it's in the solution. And if you have problems, Problems. If you have had a history of, you know, going a bit hyponatremic or you've had problems with, um, I know a lot of women will get um, that that sort of real um, uh, swelling, that the high level of swelling in their lower legs after yep. events and that kind of stuff. That's where, you know, trying something like the gastrolite can help to, to make that go away. So, cool. yeah. Bevan, you know what time it is? <laughs> it's... Questions, Questions and answers. answers. Oh. <laughs> so, so you made. Oh, you guys thing. are good. Okay, do you want to go first? You go first, right, John. Okay. Okay. So, our first question was from uh, Jenny in uh, UK. Well, she did Iron Man UK. Yeah, no, she's from Scotland. 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 Glasgow. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she recently did Iron Man UK. And uh, unfortunately, you know, they we, as we were talking about, they they served up Diet Coke, which didn't really help her situation because she was. Um, exclusively really fueling on the run with uh, Diet Coke 
and what yep. would have hopefully been Coke mm. had it been the right um, product a provided. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. And um, and she had quite a few issues on that. So she has got a few questions here. Was and um, her plan was just to use Coke. So her first question was, uh, was it stupid to consider doing a marathon using only Coke? No. No. Not really. No. And even an Ironman. Well, I. I wouldn't use just Coke, so maybe, yes, it was stupid. <laughs> Coke is fine, but maybe she should have had something else with it, like an electrolyte drink or, you know, yeah. maybe some gels or something like that yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah, some gels with water. Mm. I mean, from my personal experience, I tend to rotate um, aid stations. So I go one Coke. I usually go Coke and water at one aid station, then I'll mm -hmm. go electrolyte and water at the next yeah. aid station. Yeah. And what you have to remember, too, is Coke isn't that high in sodium. Yeah. So I don't know if it would give you quite enough sodium. I, I don't know yeah. off the top of my head what it is, but I don't think it's very high. Yeah. I like to use gels, too, when I'm running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gels, yeah. As well. yeah. gels and water are great because yeah. a gel has about 100 milligrams of sodium. So yeah. if you have a couple of those an hour, doo, doo, doo. gel, gel, <laughs> Coke, Coke, gel, Coke. Uh, other questions. Do you think it would have made much of a difference to my performance at the point of the race, had I had the right amount of carbs? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. having the right amount of carbs is just crucial. Yep. That, that's, energy, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. like you're burning carbs, glycogen. You've got to be replacing it, staying ahead of the game. Yeah, she would have been munted without them. And she also felt quite ill after the race. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, and, which isn't surprising. Yeah. 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 She just would have been so depleted. Her body would have been so broken down. You know, doing an Ironman, really, it takes you a good month to recover. I know with Coast to Coast, we say, oh, give yourself a good month to recover after the race. Yep. So for her having to have basically done that with um, next to no gas in the tank, it's not surprising that she felt that awful. And to be honest, I'm surprised she didn't get sick or anything like that either. Mm. So, um, so Jenny, get back on the horse, girl. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you, you, she also asked about um, sort of recovery after the race and how that yep. can be improved. And, and yep. post race, I mean, you, you never really feel like having much after the race, but if you can sort of really? hide. No, I eat like a horse. Yeah. I'm I a pig. I stay in the cargo lounge for like hours. Yeah, me too. That's what you want to be doing, isn't it? You want to yeah. be hydrating and, yeah. and getting the foods into you Absolutely. as quickly as you can. Yeah. Yep, hydrating, getting in, you know, drink the energy drink, get the food in, get the salt up, just have at it, definitely. Yep. Get get in as much as you can. Really, you need 1.2, well, if you want the actual, do you want the actual recovery formula? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah go for that. Um, 1.2 grams of carbohydrate per kilogram of body weight per hour for the first four hours after a long training wow. session or race. And after a race like Ironman, you can pretty much eat this, you know, the sky's yeah. the limit. You're looking at around three to 400 grams of carbohydrate minimum for that, you know, sort of three to four hour period after the race. Wow. Yeah. So That's a lot of carb. Eat, yeah. just yeah. eat, guys. Eat, yeah. eat, eat, eat. Okay, Bevan, you're next on the block. And I got a nice quick one, which is good. A good uh, question from Jonathan, and I don't know where he is, to be honest, but he's basically saying he's quite large. Uh, he's six foot five. Oh, he's doing oh, Ironman, 90 kg, so he's quite lean for a six foot fiver. Yeah. And uh, he's saying he struggled to get all the food in that he needs for an Ironman. He often eats Snickers bars during his training for this reason, as they go down without a problem. <laughs> Just wondering if this would be okay during a race. Yep. And in and his question too, I'm seeing yeah. that he's he's concerned about the fat content because it is higher than yeah. normal nutrition bars. And I say, Jonathan, go for the Snickers bars. Um, as long as, you know, for, for one Snickers bar, I think you're looking around 40, 45 grams of carbohydrate. Yeah. So let's say if you're doing a couple of those an hour, that should pretty much get you there. So if you're even if you're doing Snickers bar and an energy drink combination, that should be fine. But one thing I would caution you about is to make sure that you have practiced with other foods so you have a backup plan just in case on the day you either a get sick of the snickers bars or b for one reason or another you just feel like something different so make sure you've got a backup plan in there but snickers bars are fine if they work for you okay yeah.
Uh, next one was from Dennis in Chicago. Uh, he wanted to find out what we think about the number of calories you should be basically consuming on the bike and the run of Ironman. Should that yep. number increase, decrease? With a, we've, we've, we've kind yeah. of covered that. With yeah. um, Rather than looking at calories, we yeah. more look at carbohydrates. Grams of carbohydrates. Yep. And we're also, his second question was uh, looking at sodium and how much we could be consuming. And we've also sort of covered that. So yep. thanks for your question, Dennis. But we've already covered it. Yeah. We, were, we were thinking ahead of you, mate. Yeah. Uh, Andy from, uh, where's Andy from? <laughs> now, Andy had the technical questions. He threw, Andy, the, he threw was the, he the book at us. a doctor or something? Oh, man. Gosh. So he's got quite a few questions here. But um, where do you want to start? We're refueling after an event. How should we stage intake? Here we go. We've yeah. already okay. answered that one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. There you go. 1.2 grams of carb per kilo per hour for four hours. And so I'm not worrying about protein. And- oh, yeah. Protein. Yep. Um, what they found with protein, it's so funny, the research. They're like, well, you don't need protein if you have adequate carbohydrate. If you don't have adequate carbohydrate, then protein's beneficial. Okay. But then they also say that protein helps the carbohydrate to get back into the muscles, getting it across sort of the cell barriers. It's, it acts as like a bit of a transporter. Okay. So having some protein with it is all good. But when you, it's kind of a redundant thing here because you when you, so much you're eating so much, you're getting yeah. the protein in anyway. Okay. Yeah. So second question, are there any recent or studies that you know of, um, that actually decrease the percentage of depletion of calcium and iron during intense 80% plus exercise? No, I don't know that sort of that one. And I would think that um, anything that, you know, in terms of depleting your calcium and iron, if it's depleting that significantly during exercise, I think you need to go see your doctor and something's wrong there. Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to deplete somewhat. And like your your iron stores in your in your blood are going to deplete. But as long as your your um, sort of long term iron stores or your ferritin are okay, then then you should be fine. They're saying yeah. the females need just in terms of training mm. rather than yeah. racing. Females need to be very very aware of their yeah. iron. Yeah, yeah. Get it checked regularly. Get a baseline maybe at the start of your season. Yeah. Get your levels checked. If you're concerned, go back and see your doctor and get your levels checked again. But as long as your you know your normal nutrition is fine, you should be okay. Okay, how do, um, when we consider trans fats and their ability to inhibit fat-burning enzymes, how does this relate into affect intense aerobic ability? I don't think this would significantly affect it, mate. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Mm. So we keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is uh, the understanding of our body's maximum intake of protein grams per sitting? Per sitting. We don't do protein per sitting. We do it per day. And you can go up to two grams of protein per kilo per day to meet your daily requirements. Again, because most endurance athletes are eating such a large volume of food and you get protein you know, with your food. For example, if you eat a big, huge plate of pasta, let's say you have 150 gram carbohydrate serving of pasta, there's going to be around 20, 25 grams of protein just in the pasta. Yeah. And then if you have meat on top of that, a, a serving of meat the size of a deck of cards will give you um, about 20 grams of protein. You know, if you eat an egg, it's seven grams of protein. A cup of milk has eight grams of protein. Yeah. Um, an M's power cookie has about four or five grams of protein. <laughs> so you're getting protein from all these other foods. So at minimum two grams of protein per kilo per day, most endurance athletes get it in and don't get too caught up in how much you're having per sitting. Okay. Well, how far do glycogen levels need to be depleted before the onset of glycogen? That's a big word for you, Bevan. 
Yeah, go in. I think he meant to say gluconeogenesis. He's he's yeah, I got um I think that's what he was meaning. Gluconeogenesis is when your body starts to actually break down amino acids to make um usable glucose for okay. energy. Yep. And so you're really depleted, it, right? Yeah. Well, you're really depleted, yeah. You're looking at about an hour and a half to two hours of aerobic exercise, um you know, until you're actually depleted. And that's where taking on, you know, dietary carbohydrate is again helping to delay the onset of this happening. So yep. it's gonna happen, but you know, if you don't refuel, obviously it will happen Speak and then yeah, it speeds it up and you want to avoid that. This is one of the points that I think a lot of people probably miss is, you know, say you're going out for a two and a half hour session, something like that, and you can generally get away without eating anything. But if you do right. eat something, yeah. it's probably going to help you perform a little bit better in that session. Yeah. It's going to help your recovery. Help you recover. Yeah. And that's a key thing. Yeah. And, um, and as Bevan and I talked about last week, probably one of the key things on us getting through our big bike ride uh, the week before last was, was the fact that yeah. we ate, you know, yeah. every hour we, we were getting food. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. We started in the first yeah. hour of the day. We didn't yeah. wait until three hours into yeah. the ride. You don't wait until you're hungry because, yeah, it's kind of like when you're thirsty. If you wait till you're thirsty, yeah, it's, it's too late. late. Yeah. You've got to stay ahead of game. you got to keep that keep that monkey off your back. I'll give you in a bit of, of an example last year i remember i was training for coast to coast and i went out for sort of an easy three hour flat ride and on that ride i took power cookie gel bottle of energy drink and some water it ended up being about 35 or so grams of carbohydrate per hour and when i finished that ride and i went into it pretty well fueled um so you have to do you do need to take that into consideration and when i finished the ride I, I felt fine during the ride, but by the end of it, I was getting to that point where if anyone stood between me and my kitchen, I would have <laughs> killed them. <laughs> I was hungry. Yeah. And so even though I knew, okay, well, right, 35 grams of carb was enough to get me through, you know, an hour was enough to get me through that three hour easy flat ride. But what's going to happen when I do, you know, a 12, 13 hour race with big hills and I'm racing at a higher intense level. Obviously, I'm, I am I knew from that ride that I was going to need more, at least 45 to 50 grams of carb per hour. So again, practicing that in training is going to help you to figure out what to do for race day. Nice. Mm. Last one. If we consider muscle stores as one of the predominant sources for glycogen, would you consider moderate fast twitch hypotrophy and therefore greater storage capacity and advantage over the obvious weight and flexibility impact of larger fibers? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> go for a yes or no on that one. How about, I have no idea. I don't know where he got that from, but yeah. I, I think you're, you know, Andy, you've got some really good questions here, but uh, yeah. Keep it you, simple. Keep it simple, mate. You're, you know, it's good that you're checking into all this stuff, but I think something like, you know, looking at the fast twitch, sl slow twitch, you know, muscle storage capacity, that kind of stuff. Really, it comes down to your fitness, how well your your basic nutrition is, that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't get too caught up in that. Um, and I, you know, in other words, train more. Yeah, train more. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a question here from uh, Mickey. Uh, she's I think it's actually from Moira. Oh, that's right, because they sent me an email saying, "Don't say Mickey." <laughs> from oh. Moira. Um, <laughs> Should we delete that part out? Yeah, maybe? yeah. No. So keep it real. We've, we've got a question here from Moira, <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, she's just saying that. Um, she's hoping to complete an Ironman distance race in 2008, and it's kind of her big goal, which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, she doesn't really want to get caught up in all the big companies and all the money you spend on that. And we kind of covered this question earlier. Yep. And uh, she was wondering if she could use her pantry foods, like her fruits, nuts, sandwiches, and so on, and also salmon salt. pate and chocolate yeah. spreads. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Good on you, girl. And uh, she's saying it's working now with uh, about six hour rides and stuff like that. But yep. just wondering if it's realistic for an Ironman. Yeah, I I don't see why not. As long as she's comfortable, uh, you know, some of the foods might be a 
bit more cumbersome to handle and that is one of the advantages of using sports foods is that they're nicely packaged and easy to uh to take they're in a good form you know salmon pate might be (laughs) a bit difficult but you know (laughs) (laughs) but you know if it's a smoked salmon pate it might be quite good it'll give her um a bit of sodium and and some some protein to help her along um and and having a bit of protein isn't so bad but you know as long as she um uh practices it in training and she's comfortable with you know handling these foods then that's totally fine um one of her question or part of her question here i see about mixing half strength fruit juice with a teaspoon of salt um fruit juice or fructose um that's the fruit sugar can sometimes cause a bit of gastrointestinal upset um some people find it works okay especially um the energy drinks that actually have fructose in them but they usually have a combination of fructose and like you know maltodextrin and other types of carbohydrates they're they're um quite well tolerated but um, just doing fruit juice by itself can sometimes cause a bit of stomach upset. So I would suggest doing what I mentioned earlier about like a, a sachet of like the VitaFresh or um, uh, the sort of little fruit drink kind of things, yeah. which are just sort of sugary based ones. And then adding a quarter teaspoon of salt per liter, not a whole teaspoon. That's too much. So just a quarter teaspoon of salt per liter and then you'll be fine. Thanks for all the questions, guys. And yeah. um, so I'm... Obviously, we've talked a lot about power cookies. I use them in training. I've just finished. Actually, I went to grab one out of my freezer yesterday, and they've all disappeared. <gasps> oh, no. So we it's need time to for me up. to put another order in. Yeah. Okay. But um, for people who do want to get power cookies, they can get them. Through, they can order through your website. Um, yeah, yep. Powercookies.com. You can order there. Um, there are. Um, we're working on getting them into several bike shops around the country. You know, yep. here in Christchurch, a lot of the, the main well bike shops. Here, yeah. yeah, they're quite well known here. The gyms, the bike shops, mm-hmm. a few little cafes, kind of boutiquey places have them. Around the rest of New Zealand, a um, few places in Dunedin and Auckland are starting to get them in now. Um, but because I'm small, you know, my business is really small yeah. and I'm trying to run the thing Running myself. Gang. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really tough. And so, you know, if you can't find a retailer, you know, just go to the website. You can order them direct from me. You can get a 10 pack. You can get a box of 25. Like John, I know, gets boxes <laughs> yeah. of 25. Put them in the freezer. Yeah, I yeah. use heaps of them. Yeah, they, they yeah, freeze really great. well. They really are. Just, mm. just a good, something good variety for training. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes good. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. 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 You can get them down. And you've got, yeah. you've got gluten-free for... for yeah, I do have gluten-free. Yeah, we're seeing a lot more people coming out with food allergies and intolerances and, mm. and the gluten-free ones i use organic brown rice flour in them yeah. and um, organic rice flakes they're sweetened with apple syrup and dates and they still have dark chocolate you got to have the dark mm. chocolate and for a gluten-free product they're actually quite good and, and they're nice because they're actually like real food it's like grandma's cookies but they're mm. lower in fat than your normal cookies so and they are low glycemic index, which means they have a sustaining energy release. So yep. I use the cookies sometimes during my racing when I'm not necessarily wanting it for that moment in time, but for later on down the road. Yep. Kind of like having Coke and getting that caffeine benefit yep. from it later on down the track. Mm. We, uh, for Epic Camp last year, we got, I think, 12 boxes off them. And they were basically <laughs> gone within about the yeah. first uh, five five days or so. Yeah, I got a call. Uh, <laughs> we got the emergency call. We had to get another five or six boxes. Get them to us now. <laughs> So that, that was all great. good. So that's a good endorsement. Yeah. And um, also, especially for people in New Zealand, I mean, tri clubs and things like that. Um, em does quite a bit of public speaking, and it's great because she can draw on her experience. You know, it'd obviously be good to get a nutritionist and to give you some some general guidelines. But the good thing about Em is she can give you that racing experience and the textbook experience, and kind of 
mesh the two together. So, yeah. Because um, yeah. it's there's one thing to have the textbook knowledge, but unless you've been yeah. there, done that, and yeah. and made a few mistakes yourself, and you know, I've can certainly understand it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mm. you've got to sort of consider all these different elements, and so yeah, it's. Mm -hmm. hmm. So again, you can contact them through our website, powerpoints.com. We'll put a link on yeah. there. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, Em does quite a bit of traveling. Been over in Australia recently. She yep. goes to the states a bit, so. You guys are keen to get her over there to talk to your club or, or to have a personal consultation or something. Just get in touch with them, and uh, she'll be able to, to sort you out. And uh, yeah. what's the plan on the racing front, Em? You got much coming up? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to work at uh, 2007 Coast to Coast. I'm going to mm. go back at it, defend the title. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So that's sort of my main race, and I've got a few smaller races leading up to that, just as part of part of the training, part of the big picture. But yeah, yeah focusing on coast again. Oh, exciting, mate. Good luck. We'll and then cheering we'll... for you. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Go in. How about you, John? What's your well, plan? Well, I've, I've got plans. <laughs> <laughs> First plan is try and get the soreness out of my legs. But we're, we're going to get him. We'll get him to do an Ironman one day. We'll yeah. Oh, she can't no, swim. I can't yeah. swim because I suck at swimming. <laughs> so do I. She came down for a few swims. You can, you can swim. We'll get you up to 4K. We'll be, we'll be no problem. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's wicked. Yeah, so awesome. thanks for coming in today, Em, and um, yeah. I'm sure all our listeners really appreciate your knowledge and just your energy and coming in and sharing it with us. And, no uh, worries, guys. Yeah, I'm sure we gained a lot of information from that we can take to our races. So, yeah, mm. good luck for the future and bring it on, mate. Thanks. We'll have, we'll have him back one some other time and um, just talk about other nutrition things. So maybe sometime yeah. later in the year or next year. Yeah, yeah. We, we just covered the, the Race, tip, of, yeah. tip of the iceberg, really. Oh, the iceberg. We'll have you every week forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a doctor. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, cool. uh, thanks, Em. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Wrap up. <laughs> we, 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 we just wanted to put more music in because there's, we didn't do much music today, so no. we just thought the wrap up theme would do. So uh, that's pretty much our show for this week. Mm. Yeah, we, we haven't really asked many of you guys questions other than the M's ones. Oh, yeah. And uh, and we may have missed a couple of the M's ones because oh, just I know what we, had, what we had to do. Um, we did have one question, that, well, one comment in there. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Last week we, were, we got a hand slap because we told people to wear polypropes and throw them away on yeah. course. So what we actually meant to, what, what we meant to say was you wear the polypropes and if you were going to take them off, maybe you'd pull into a uh, an aid station. I'm sure you could throw it in the rubbish bin there yeah. and that would be acceptable. Because there um, is rubbish sections where you can throw your rubbish and um, you can get in a lot of trouble if you don't do that in the race. So Yeah, so... So, so don't necessarily just go and throw your polypropy anywhere. No. Not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not one of those willy-nilly things. No. It's a well-thought-out plan. Well-thought-out plan. And your race plan. We wouldn't want anybody getting disqualified on our fantastic advice we give. No, that's right. So big thanks to Em today because she was absolutely fantastic and really gave us some really good information that you guys can go and think away about um, when you're doing your race planning and your nutrition. Mm. Um, we're going to get her back in again sometime in the future and actually she look was at gagging to come back in oh, she, she was get out she was like, oh, she's loving it so um so that was really good also check out our website m's power cookies no, no, just, uh, just powercookies.com we'll have a link to that on our website www.ironmantalk um you guys need to click more ads we didn't make much money last week it's <laughs> 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 the only way we can pay for the show is to basically have those ads on there so or or if there's anybody out there that knows a good bike shop or a good sponsor who wants to come on board, yeah, we're more than happy to talk to them and we can insert little adverts in, uh, in yeah, the show, put yeah. their logos up on the website, yeah. and uh, then we can help just sort of cover so our So your commitment to great. us is at least one click or find us a million-dollar sponsor. Yeah. So uh, so, yeah, so if you have any questions, try uh, unless it's really important this week because we've got quite a few questions to cover anyway. Um, show notes, www.ironmantalk.com. John's coaching site. Triathloncoach.net. And uh, for all the coaching needs. Mm. And uh, anything else? 
think that's about it, really. Yep. So what are you up to for the rest of the week, mate? You had a big uh, run on the weekend. You bet shagged, are you? Had a running race on Saturday. I wasn't hurting much after our bike ride, but I can tell yep. you I was hurting pretty badly after my running race. And it's so hard on your body, isn't it? Oh, my God. It killed me. <laughs> up and down three hills, 10K, as hard as I could go. Yep. I was wondering if I was going hard enough, and I looked down at my watch, and I was going at 173 heart rate, and I went, yep. It's, it's, it's well it's, it's well hard enough you got much on for the rest of the week well I'm hoping to get out for a ride we've done our show a little bit earlier today nice. and when it's uh, raining outside so hopefully that's going to clear and I'll get out for a little uh, doddle on my bike and just really get back into a groove I had my easy week last week so back into it this week and uh, just build away and we're going we're gonna to have a big week coming up sometime sometime soon I think maybe in the end of October I think I've got our first big week planned nice bring it on mm, what about you well, I went to town on Saturday night. I never go to town. We should probably do a high five on this as not going to town because <laughs> I got two hours sleep and then I had to do a 140k bike ride on a Sunday. And I actually felt like riding a bike ride, but I tell you what, I'm still paying the price. And luckily, this is my easy week. I still kept going last week and yeah. school holidays this week. So I kind of planned my easy week around this week. So today I'm just going for a swim and get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it for me. So uh, that's pretty much us for this week, guys. So if you uh, want to get in contact with us, it's imantalk at gmail.com. Uh, get out, enjoy the week, train well, and uh, we'll see you same time, same place, same bet channel. M- Monster show. It's just clicking over to one hour 19. By the time we put music in, it's 120. It's going to be a record. Oh, breaking records here, okay? There we go. We'll see anyway, you next week. See you.